This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the May 31, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. I toyed with doing a Memorial Day episode, but figured I would stick with non-holiday workdays for the podcast. So today I will lead with what I was toying with for yesterday. Memorial Day was originally called Decoration Day, and it is a day when we mourn the loss of U.S. military folks who died in service of our country. I'm not sure why, but when I think of these heroes, I particularly think of the heroes who defended Wake Island immediately after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Most did not die, so maybe this is a bit more for Veterans Day. The reason I particularly think of the Wake heroes is that they were there before the war. They had trained and were stationed on a remote island defending our country, not when it was popular or patriotic or with fanfare, but when it was needed. When the war started, they were outmanned and outgunned. According to Wikipedia, U.S. forces were 449 personnel with a few aircraft and 12 anti-aircraft guns and six coastal artillery pieces. On the first invasion attempt, the Japanese had three light cruisers, six destroyers, and other ships and lots of men and aircraft. That did not work out well for the Japanese. They were a bit surprised, lost two destroyers and a number of dead. The U.S. tried to reinforce Wake Island, but were concerned about losing more ships after the losses suffered at Pearl Harbor. On the second invasion attempt, the Japanese added two aircraft carriers, two heavy cruisers, some destroyers, and more infantry, and were able to capture the island and 433 Americans. The rest were dead. Some of these Americans were left on Wake Island as laborers, and the rest were sent to either China or Japan as slave labor and experienced years of horrible treatment. As it became clear that the U.S. would win the war, the Japanese on Wake Island executed the remaining 98 Americans. I don't know why, but these are the heroes I think of. Quick hitters. The Hill has an article by Arnie Parnes saying that the five leading contenders for the Democratic presidential nomination, if President Biden does not run, are VP Harris, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and Amy Klobuchar. The Harvard University student paper did a survey and found that 6.4% said they were conservative or lean conservative. 7.1% said they were conservative or lean conservative before attending college. As reported last week, in polls, conservatives poll higher than liberals in the general population. So is the Harvard poll indicative that the youth skew way more liberal, that conservatives don't want to go to Harvard, or that Harvard does not want conservative students. Probably a bit of all three. According to the linked Fox Business article on Tesla, India charges, quote, 100% tax on imported vehicles costing more than $40,000, inclusive of insurance and shipping expenses, end quote. It probably is not workable, but I would like us to impose import taxes similar to what other countries levy against our goods. We live in a complicated world with a complicated supply chain. I just learned in the linked Reuters article that a decent percentage of wire harnesses needed in cars are made in Ukraine, and the war is seriously affecting supply. A car may have three miles of these harnesses. I find that hard to believe, but that is what the article says. Moving on. 
Over the weekend, I thought the U.S. would be sending multiple launch rocket systems, MLRS, to Ukraine. They can travel hundreds of miles. In answering a question, President Biden said we would not be doing that. I can understand why he would not want to supply a weapon that could strike well under Russia. I also find it a bit unfair that Russia can beat the crap out of Ukraine and suffer a little damage in their own country. I'm not saying Biden is wrong. I'm saying these decisions are not easy. I feel I should say something on guns in the Texas shooting, but I'm still waiting. Maybe Friday. What I have for today is that news is still coming out about the poor response to the shooting, but I struggle with that. In situations like this, I like to reserve awful judgment for the bad guy, the shooter. Then there are the victims and the police. The police were there to save children, and from what we're hearing, at least one police person made a bad decision. Maybe from lack of information, which they could have and should have had. Or maybe just a bad decision. If I was a parent who lost a loved one in that shooting, I would be livid. The police involved will likely be haunted by this for the rest of their lives. I'm not saying action should not be taken against personnel as we learn more facts. I am suggesting that we might show compassion for people who wanted to do good. I can't help it, but thoughts on the trial of Michael Sussman by Special Prosecutor Durham keep tumbling around in my head. I don't care about Sussman. In fact, even though it seems he lied to the FBI about a material fact, he probably should be acquitted. I say that because top folks at the FBI seem to know Sussman worked with the Clinton and contributed to this farce. More and more, I believe the former head of the FBI, Jim Comey, who styles himself as America's best Boy Scout, was a piece of crap who abused his office. Well, this Heritage Foundation article by Richard Storn will piss you off. I've linked it. It takes a look at the Congressional Budget Office's projections for the budget in the economy. Some highlights. The economy will shrink by $4,700 per household this year. By 2031, U.S. household purchasing power will drop by $13,300. I believe that is a drop in the projection from 10 months ago. Economic growth is expected to be around 1.3 to 1.7% over the next decade, which is measly. Due to higher interest rates, the CBO expects the interest rate paid by the government in the next 10 years on all the money we have borrowed to be 49% higher than they predicted 10 months ago. $63,000 per household for the 10 years. Perhaps more hauntingly, in 2029, the federal government will spend more on servicing debt than on national defense. It goes on, and it makes me sad. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.